Welcome to the teaching ministry of the man of God, Kelvin Elson Gutson. Be ready to receive deep insight into the mysteries of Christ and be equipped in your inner mind to reign in glory in life. Indeed, you are God. Nothing compares to you. Our praise is not enough. Neither is our worship enough. But we are gladdened by your life in us. And with joy we always shout that we are the redeemed. We are saved through your mercies by your grace. And we've been lifted onto a new realm. A place in your kingdom. A place with your favor. A place with your love. A place full of your forgiving power. A place where you remember our sins no more. A place where our past is blotted. And a new man in us is risen. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful. You are too beautiful to be ignored. Holy are thou. The fragrance of yourself has filled the earth. And you keep man on his toes to remember that you have a creator. And we know that our creator is you. The omnipotent God. The omnipotent God, the omnipresent God, oh, the forever forgiving God. You gave us a son called the anointed, the consecrated, the one who has bought us with his blood and set us apart from the world. We walk in this world but do not belong to the world because you've given us a new kingdom to function in. And you've caused us to dominate and subdue. Lord, we are grateful. Forever be praised. Forever be adored. Forever be lifted. We are grateful, Lord. And the saints said, Amen. Give the Lord a clap. Give him a clap. Oh, I want to hear you worship him. Give him a clap. We are not clapping for a man. We are clapping for our Savior. We know him, we know him, we know whom he is. For we know whom, what he has done for us. Shake your neighbor and say, welcome to practical word service. Welcome. Quite shake your neighbor and say, indeed, you are a choir member. Shake your neighbor and say, welcome. You are favored. Kindly have your seat. Praise God. Grab your notepad. Let's eat some word. You know, the word is very important. Give me this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse number 16. The word of God is very important. Not to learn alone. Now, all of us, all of us, 
look up, look at the scriptures, and let's read it together. One, two, go. Wow. He said, your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and a delight of my heart. For I am called by your name. Oh, Lord God of hosts. You see, when you, have, when you have a reason to possess God's word, you are named after God. The possessors of God's word are the doers of God's word. The possessors of God's word are those who live on God's word. They do not live on what the world says. They do not live on the earth. They breathe. They live on the word. And once you live on the word, you are named after God. You are named after the word. You become a word possessor. You know, the name of a man denotes the character of the man denotes the, I don't want to use, I want to use simple words that we can understand, denotes what the man stands for, what the man lives for, who the man is. So if you are named after God, it means you are named after the creator. It means a sense of creation has been found in you. A sense of holiness has been found in you. A sense of goodness has been found in you. The life of love has been found in you. You are named after him. So it's not a pleasure. Pleasure. When, when we have pleasure, then we go on looking for God's way, trying to find out something in God's way. No! No! It's a necessity. In fact, the first necessity that life may be produced in us. That wisdom may abound in us. That goodness may abound in us. That we find mercy, we find mercy in times of trouble and receive grace to function. Amen. So this day, I want to share with you an amazing word from God. Ma a new, a new creation, a new creation, a new creation, a new creation. When, when, when we intend on, on understanding a new creation and it's about yourself, then you must realize that we are talking about a new self, a new self, a new creation. It's the self to whom self is lost. I will take my time so you can write it down. Is the self to whom self is lost. I'm a new creation. Yeah. As he is, so I am. Greater is he that is in me than anything that is in the world. What do we actually mean? We mean I'm a being whose self is lost. I'm a self who has no self. Pastor, myself, everybody writes, my name is... Uh-huh. 
You come from Agogo. As I tell you, but I'll be a villager like myself. Pastor, where do you come from? Shama, here in Akka. Western region. I said that I come from Sisa, you big guy. Okay? You are getting close, but see, did Yourself? Oh, this row is wrong. Let me change the row. Okay, where do you come from? Go, go, so. Go, did Ah, why? So, which road should I go to? Should I, should I come here? Where? Which road? Daddy, where do you come from? Aha! Aha! You are talking! You are speaking the language! You are from where? Lolobi? Where is it? Near Hawaii. Four miles away from Hawaii. Lolobi. Thank you, sir. Welcome home. Amazing. This is a new self. Lolo be living in Accra. I'll finish my message. In fact, if not for today, most of us have not heard Lolo be before. Who has heard Lolo be before? Unless Pastor Wegba. What's the, what's the meaning of your name? What is the meaning of your name? I heard it today, I was shocked. Is that true? What did I hear that was true? <laughs> wow. You see, some, some of you have to change. I changed my name. I changed my name. Kobri. I, I didn't know. Living in the village, I knew. Ah, we are the only people called Kobri. Yeah. So we have a special name. Ah. Then God called me. We went to run up to Kenya said, somebody call Pastor Abe to come. You know your pastor's name is Abufu. They said they said, oh, forget about the don't know it's not. I sat on TV and they started calling me. So my father named me after an idol. I went to my father, let's change the name for where? Because teacher, when you go to the village and say teacher, everybody knows. Finally, my father died. Well, you know, some, sometimes you've got to change your name. Sometimes. God changed Abraham to Abraham. He changed uh, Jacob to Israel. And he named him, he gave him a name that produced the nation. So, brother, if you check your name and you know good challenge. Lolobi. Living in Accra. In fact, if you see this man, the way he looks, the color, the, his smile, there's nothing lolobi about him. Nothing lolobi. That's a new creation. Born in a village, living in Ghana, enjoying the sea breeze. So a new creature has been found. Now hear this. He has no Lolobi character. Because I'm not sure Lolobi you take. There are no Ubers in Lolobi. But I will not be surprised if you have the Uber app on your phone. 
Thank you. So if he goes to Lolobi right now, he becomes a stranger. But in Accra, he's a citizen. How many of you understand this? So he had an origin where he was born. Or the parents come from. But God has placed him in a new destination where he belongs. Where he is. How many times have you been to the village this year? We are in the eighth month. Am I right? We are in August. The eighth month. And you've not been to the village before. But you've been in the throughout. So where do you actually come from? Thank you, brother. Thank you for making my message so simple for me. So we must know that the character we possess, the being we possess, the nature we possess, the, the, our whispers at that time cannot be our whisper now. God has changed the realm. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. It's simple. With this, you understand the message so simple. Verse 3, chapter 3, verse 10. Colossians 3, verse 10. The way it says, let me come from it for us to understand. It says, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Verse 9. That's our old character. It says, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off uh, what's the name of what's the name of the town again? We have put off our lolobi attitude, and we have grabbed an Accra attitude. Do you understand this? So there is a new posture, which comes with its own flavor, and the flavor is totally different from the old. It comes with its own fragrance. The first fragrance was the fragrance of man, a solicabi. And this fragrance is the fragrance of Jesus, a spirit being. So we walk as the fragrance of Christ. You smell Christ. You smell. The Holy Spirit has this powerful fragrance. I don't know, I think I've said it to you a couple of times. He has this powerful fragrance. The, the more intimate you get with him, the more you get to know more about him. He has this powerful fragrance. He might be so close to you, you are not recognizing it, and he opens the fragrance out for you. And the moment it hits you, 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 you are just drawn into a different realm. The natural becomes... You, you are darkened in the natural, enlightened in the spiritual. You, you, be, you begin to refuse the things of the natural for that moment and share fellowship. That's it. That's it. And a natural man cannot smell God. It's not possible. In your natural senses, you cannot see God. Now watch this. When God came, when God came and sat on the mountains and, and, told, and told Moses, bring the people, I want to speak to them. The people came. They heard God, could not see God. But Moses was seeing him and hearing him. 
And the first word they heard, they were terrified. But Moses said, yeah, that's my father. Yeah, yeah. But the people were terrified and said, Mo, 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 Moses. They forgot the name. Instead of Moses, they said, Moses. Now you bring that man up. We did not ask you. You said the man said we should come. Did you bring the man, ask here for the man to kill us? My God does not kill. My God does not kill. <coughs> I had this young man recently, name we held. One of the young men who said, God is not God, we should forget about him. And he was saying very intriguing things. Saying, we, we say God loves us. Is it not God who killed this person in scriptures? Kill that one in scriptures? Kill that one in scriptures. So God killed somebody and you are complaining. What about when he killed himself? What about when he killed himself? Why are you complaining that our God, our God is useless? He is, he is wicked? He is this. If a wicked man cannot kill himself to show his wickedness. I say, you don't know. You don't know that God killed them for love. Everybody God killed, he killed to show his love. Love. With love, he brought you up. Gave you life. The life in you is for him. You see, to that guy, if Satan kills, it's normal. But if God, who gave the life, kills, it's abnormal. You see, because they don't understand. But the goodness is you, the born again, understanding to a level that the normal person cannot do. Why? Why? The next verse. Why? Verse 10. Then you know why. Why? Because he has placed you in a new function and has put on the new self. You, who has ignored the old, you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of God. You see? So, now, now watch this. Watch this. Follow carefully. He did not say, your skin is being renewed after God. Neither did he say, your words are being renewed after God. Your image, your character, your character, your behavior. Now remember that in verse 8, he spoke about behavior. How many of you get it? Now, if, if MTR can, give me verse 8 and verse 10. Put them together. 8 and 10. In verse 8, he says, anger, malice, and all that obscure talk and all that. Push them away. Drop them somewhere. And in verse 10, he says, he has given you a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. So God is giving you a supply of himself, of the original nature he intended for us. He is giving, he is feeding you. Verse 8, he says, but now you must put them all away. Anger, character. Anger is character, am I right? Wrath is, malice is, slander is, 
of this talk is, he says, and, and in verse 10, he, he says, and has put on you, who used to do all the things in verse 8, you have put on a new self. And this new self is being renewed after the image of its creator. Now, Zella, leave, leave, change the verse 8 to Genesis 1:26, And you gain the understanding straightforward. So there was a nature that God intended for man. That we lost and picked. When we lost that nature, then we picked verse 8 as our nature. Our image was going after verse 8 of Colossians 3. Now he brings us to a new place through the redemption of our souls by his blood, and we pick a new self. And this new self is consistently and every time, every minute, every second being renewed after the knowledge. We are being given a supply of knowledge. You are gaining Ginoso, an idol of him, the nature of him, his character. So things that you used to be angry about, he's granting you joy. Things that used to prick you and bring you wrath, he's granting you peace. He's causing you to function the way he functions. Not the way you want to function. So I will not miss you again. That is what God is doing with your life. That's what he's doing with your life. Let's go to verse 11. I love it. I love it. 11 and 12. He says, here there is no, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, no, What's the sound again? It's not about and Accra. Because if you go that way, Lolobi is water to a Votarian and a gun. Are you getting it? So he's functioning exactly a gun will function in Accra perfectly and getting what he should get. Your, your tribe does not matter. Your tribe does not matter. It does not matter. Marry a shanty if you get. Marry a guy if you get. I'm a child, you are married to a fancy. Marry! No, I'm a child. You are a new creation. Would you say you got an American and would not marry? You would run for it. Meanwhile, the American will come to your house and use only F words and S words. Yeah, yeah, they will use F words and say, okay, it's fine. F words, you will tell you straight in your eyes. You give them to Americans today and say, Daddy, you are being silly. And it's fine. Because that's an American. Give them to our sentinels and say, but an American young who said, don't be a fool, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be a fool. Because that is his culture. 
If you get a salary, marry. It's not about right. Do you know why you should marry? Because you should first check whether he's a born again. Then trend matters not. It matters not. There's no king. There's no Jew. There's no circumcised, no uncircumcised. Half to now we still have uncircumcised people living on earth. They are there, plenty. You wouldn't know until you enter the bedroom with him. And you are wearing the ring, are you not going to say no, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about the character the person possesses at that moment. And the born again has a sweet character. <coughs> not slave, not free. But Christ is all. Christ is all and in all. So the focus of the one again is Christ. And he is in all. And he is all. You are all I need. You are all I need. You don't need more. When you have Christ, you have it all. When he has Christ, he has it all. So it's about Christ and not about any other thing. In the new creation, in the new life, nothing matters because there is Christ. Nothing is important because there is Christ. Nothing is the focus because there is Christ. Nothing comes first because there is Christ. It's all about is what follows. Verse 12. It's all about Christ. It says, put on them as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. You see? You see? So match this with verse 8. And let me show you something. An amazing, an amazing time for the born again. There is an old habit and a new habit. Old Old habit goes with the old self. The new habit comes with the new self. It comes. It comes to you. It comes. You don't search it. It's given. They are the fruit of the spirit. It is given. Once the seed of righteousness is sown in you, these things are automated in you. But you can resist them. You can resist them on your own. See what the word says. He says, verse 8 says, but now, you must put them all away. What is it? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. And replace them with verse 12, which is holiness, compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And patience. If your wife is patient, she's not telling you, put on your wife. Is put on the habit. Do you catch it? This is what proves your transition. It proves it. It proves it. It gives the evidence. I'm coming from the message I preached on Sunday. 
It becomes an evidence that, yay, this is where you are now. And you cannot be taken for granted. Praise God. In that place, things were different. Romans chapter 8, verse 12 to 13. In that place, in that region, things were different. Remember that in verse 8, he says, You, your mortal flesh, has been vitalized. Verse 11, Romans 8, verse 12. In verse 11, he says, Your vital flesh has been vitalized. And he tells you, So then, brother, we are debtors not to your flesh, not to your being. We are debtors to, de- to we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We must forbid it. Verse, verse 13. Next verse. For if you live according to the flesh, But by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. Then you will live. Then you will live. We are not debtors to the flesh to live according to Colossians 3.8. We are debtors to Jesus. His blood paid for us. So we are debtors. You see, the born again is a slave of righteousness. We are enslaved to righteousness. We've been enslaved to it. And in verse 29, same in Romans 8, verse 29 says, For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to conform to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So he has predestined us to conform to the habit. <coughs> These are messages we preach to you over and over, but we've not taken time. To explain to you what the image means, what what we must align to. Before you were born, God has predestined you this day that you will be born again to align to his habit. To his habit. To his habit. When you compare Colossians 3, 10, verse 10, and Genesis 1, 26. You see this, the same thing running through. In Genesis 1, 26, it says, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. In Colossians 3, 10, he said, Now God is renewing you and granting you knowledge. Renewing you and granting you knowledge to conform with his image. What does it mean? That it, the born again has come to a place where he has been restored. What Adam lost, you have gained it. And he has given it to you more abundantly. Therefore, you must function perfectly more than Adam. Now watch this. 
if God granted Adam wisdom to the extent that he could name everything created under the sun without making a mistake, then think about the wisdom he has granted you. Think about it. Think about it. He has caused you to now align with his habit so that one again should not be told to be holy. You should not be told to be holy. No. Because God has planted a seed in you which is causing you to align to his life of holiness consistently without failure. The one again should not be told to walk in love. Because that seed is planted in you. One of the most difficult things I've faced in ministry is this. I don't know why I should tell the one again to give before you leave. I don't know why. For me, I've, I've thought about this. I don't know why. For me, I think it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. My pastors have trouble with me when it comes to that. I said, why should you go and tell the one again to? Just tell him it's time for offering. Why, why should it be announced you give that, give that, give that? Say you are not born again. You are not born again. You are not. The born again is an automated giver. The seed of love comes with giving. For God so loved the world. Not for God wanted to love the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. Giving is an expression of the seed of love. So I always tell them this. I said, why should we tell the one again to give and give and give? No. Tell him it's time for giving. Because when I hear it, I'm happy. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Only to dance. No. Only to hear the word. No. But to also make sure that the work of God is moving, is on the trail. Yeah. The born again is an automated giver. I give without thinking. No? I shouldn't think when I have to give to God. No. No, the, 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 the charlatans who come and tell you, they say you are giving to God, they say you are giving. When did God come for the money? Then you ask them. I say, God give me, God give me. When did God come and stand in front of me and stretch forth his hand? Yeah. If they are stupid, you cannot be stupid. Because he has, he has caused you to conform with him. And he is a giver. He is a giver for God so loved the world. Now, let, let, me, let, me, let me give you a scripture. Let me tell you something. That, let me excite you with this. Now, here it is. Drop your pen. Drop your pen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. And for God so gave them, and those who receive. I'm going to combine scriptures. So if you follow, you know all the scriptures. When I finish, I'll quote all for you. Now, here it is. This is the truth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. And those who receive him and believe him, he gave them power to be sons of God, born not of the flesh of a man, the blood of a man, the will of a man, but of God. 
And God has blessed them with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Look, love. See the amazement. He gave you himself. You received and believed it. And he gave you everything in heaven. Every blessing in heaven. He gave it to you. Personally. Boom. Now remember that the earthly blessing, God has sown it as a seed to, to his children already. We possess the earth. We possess the earth. So God will not come down and go and take money from SVSSV and come and put it in front of your house. He will give you what will make you command the right spirit, the right wisdom, the right attitude, the right character for what you need to draw to you. And that is spiritual blessing and he has given it unto you. You know, the biggest failure in the church today is that we are looking for big things to do big things. So either, if it is not big, I'm not going to attempt it. I just came out of school. I want to start a big business. I have a big dream. But hear this. God says, whatever your hands, wherever your hands finds to do, do it. He did not say whatever your mind tells you to do. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it. So it doesn't matter the weight. At the time you are starting, it is starter. Starter pack. What you, you bought your chip? Your SIM card, you bought it, right? When you bought it, it was a big plate like this. Just same size as the as a credit card or a debit card. You bought you have one in your pocket now. You've dropped it. Yeah. Is that big? How how what's the size that goes into the phone? If you are using an Apple phone, it's now the microchip. Very small. The rest, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? So that whole big part, which, which part is important? The microchip. So what's important is the quality of idea God will give you. Not the quantity of idea. The quality. God could tell you, begin selling pure water. Today, we are selling the one that comes out of the factory, already sealed. But God can tell you, don't go for that one. Go for pipe. Pipe. Go and sell. Don't tell God, God, today they are not buying. Don't tell him. Don't. Do you know why? You could start selling that, but God has appointed somebody to meet you on the road whose car needs water, and there's no water around, and buys that water and pours it in the car and says, you save me, sit in my car, follow me home, and change your life. No, if you are gone for that one, which is already sealed, he will get there, and people are selling the sealed one, and he sees it, that's expensive. But because there's no option, you buy the sealed one, when he finishes, okay, thank you all. And he leaves. You are the only one selling the tithe. Well, nobody bought even one day. All day. 
But there is an appointment God has scheduled for you. There's an appointment. There is an appointment. Greater things are start, they start small. And that's what makes them great. If, if greater things start great, they are no more great. It's small because if it, you know, what is it? The determination of how great it is is how well it grows. Not a start. If we, we, we sleep tomorrow, wake up, and the whole time our motorway is retired, who cares? Go to Lolobi. And tie the road between Lolobi and Jasekai. And see how the people will cherish what you've done. No, don't even tie it. Put a grader and grade it. It will not be appreciated as you tell, you retell Temamoto Way. It's already a motorway. Are you getting this? So God puts us, he picks us from that defamed area and puts us in a place where kings belong. He will give you the idea according to your capacity. God wants you to own a factory. But if he gives you the factory today, it will collapse the next morning. So God begins, instead of a factory, God begins to teach you how to prepare things for the factory. It must be a shoe factory. God will first teach you, and you become a shoemaker, and you learn how to polish you. Now how to source you, too. Now how to, how to package you. And I say, you've seen the three things you need to know. Now, this is the machine. Then he begs you to learn how to operate somebody else's machine. By the time you know how to operate the machine, a newer version, a higher version is out. And he gifts you with that new version. And you begin production. The, the, the machine you use to learn production could produce 50 pieces a day. The one you got is producing 500 pieces a day. But because you have this experience here as a laborer, putting that experience as a proprietor becomes easier. And this is what the born again is refusing to know. I am born again today, so God should give me a plane. I don't want to drive a taxi again. Meanwhile, it's not even boarded a plane before. When we, they, they say the hour in a plane, you don't know what it is. If they put you in a plane right now, you will not know how to tie your seatbelt. So you don't blame God. He has caused a change, yes. And that change comes with its benefit. It's a, you need to draw from the fountain of life. Never forget that God doesn't like small things. Never forget. The sun is his bulb. 
The moon is a searchlight. The earth we walk on is his backbone. But God created all these victims for humanity. Billions of people, but he started with how many people? One. And then don't clap. He's shown us how to get to the completion. He says it's with two words. Fruitfulness and multiplication. But you cannot be fruitful if you don't dominate. You cannot multiply if you don't subdue. You must be in the place where you can dominate and subdue. That is why he gave them to you as a spirit. That the flesh no longer has control and authority over you. What the flesh would see and say, hey, this one is too dangerous. Your spirit says, say, let it be. There is a new habit. There is a new being. With a new character. A new thought. Fresh knowledge. And absolute wisdom. That is our God has planted. We are favored to be in that place. But how well can we utilize the opportunity granted us? So he says, the race is not for the swift. It's not for the it's, it's for those. You know, to the born again, the race is for those who will obey. Those who will dominate. Those who will subdue. You forever be fruitful, you forever multiply. You must know how God God does his thing. <coughs> God actually called Joseph out of his house, he called him out of his kindred. He took him. You know, you, do you know that Joseph Joseph lost everything before he left Canaan? He had only one thing. The rope and the, or the coat of many colors. That's the only thing he had. That was his beauty. His brothers took it to represent his death. That's what they did to him. But what did God do? What was God's response to it? Say, yeah, Joseph, I don't need you to get to Egypt with anything from Canaan. I don't need it. Even before you get there, I'm going to change your name from Joseph to a slave. God gave him a new ambience in which he was supposed to be a slave. Supposed by men, but identified by God as a governor. That is God. That is what makes you know he is God. No, Joseph did not ascend into the governor's position by working. He ascended there by obedience. A new being has been formed. Joseph was a true dadaba in his house. In Jacob's house, he was. You know what a dadaba means? Is there English for dadaba? What's English for dadaba? Dadabi. It's still not English. Is what? What? Prince. No, prince, a prince is a prince. 
You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was an exceptional person in daddy's home. It's daddy's boy. Yeah, daddy's boy. It's just like my son, Kelvin. When you come to the house, I, I, if I'm home for five hours, Kelvin might not even know where I am. He's mommy's boy. I tell him every day, you'll be following the mother like a dog. If the mother turns like this, I say, ah, is this Ezekiel chapter one? If the mother goes left like that, like that, go to the kitchen, the mother is by, and Kelvin is, yeah, there. Go to his room, he's not there. Unless the mother is not around. Or sometimes follow the mother, the mother will be tired, say, ah, you cry, why? Then you smuggle to his room. When it happens that way, when you go to his room, he's not on the bed. He's under the bed. You see, so such a person, and deprived of, of his mom, Jacob was deprived from everything that he ever loved. His privileges were gone. His rights were seized. But God told him, hey, what he did, Joseph, that's physical privilege. That's physical right. I want to grant you spiritual right, spiritual privilege. I want to make you a king in the land where your people will call you slave. And he crowned him. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? Would you want to hear it? Do you know that the people paid for Joseph to his brothers? They paid. They paid. They paid. They gave his brothers money and took Joseph. Do you know what they did? In their minds, they bought a slave. But in God's book, in the book of life, they had just bought their king. So Egypt is the only place where they paid for their governor. The governor wasn't born for them. They bought him. My God. They bought their savior. Our savior bought us, but they bought their savior. Otherwise, famine would have scattered them all. That is God's programming. Do you know the reality? Forget about your name today. Do you know the geology? Forget about where you stand today. It doesn't matter how good you look today. Hey, you are at the edge of the spring ball. You are at the edge of the springboard. Don't just die. Bow your knee. Prayer. As you rise, the board will spring you out. And you have a good jump. Therefore, a better dive. And you will reach the depth of where man cannot reach. You are on a springboard. Don't define God's don't don't define God. Don't define God's result. Forget about your results you are thinking. Allow him to show up. Allow God to show up. You are a new being. Allow him to show up. Your thoughts may be thoughts of men. Your results may be the results of men. You are looking at what men have achieved doing what you are doing. No way. No. 
at it that way. Allow God, allow him. Oh, say, this is my springboard. I didn't hear you. This is my springboard. This is my springboard. Are you facing troubles? Are you facing troubles? He says, the earth is his footstool. Make the trouble your springboard. What are you saying? What is it? What is it? What position do you find yourself that you say, you know, some of us, we think we have arrived. You did not arrive. No, 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 no. God is just beginning the dream. No. You've arrived where? This, this small, God just changed your position to a little higher place and you think you've arrived. No, you've arrived where? The father, he changed your shoes, he changed your clothes. The father, he changed you from one bedroom to three bedrooms. You've arrived where? You've arrived. That's not the beginning, brother. You see, the beginning is when you begin to run. But before you run, you are on the starter, on your mat. That is where you are. You've not even gotten set. You've not gotten set yet. He's, he's now about to amaze you. He will turn your fingers upside down. He will turn your toes upside down and turn your life upside down. You will capsize the world and turn the world upside down. What do you need to achieve that? Believe him. Follow him. See, when God is leading you, the amazement is that when God is leading, yes, it says they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When God is leading us, we think it's a holiday. When God is leading us, we think it's a holiday. So we are just going. No calamity, no trouble. When God is leading you, that is when the troubles are more. If you want to understand it, read Exodus. Who was leading them? He was in front of them and behind them. As for you, he's only leading you. He's not even behind you. For them, he was in front and behind. What trouble didn't they see? Have you faced this trouble before? That you walk running away from the enemy and you hit a place there is no way. The only thing you see is the sea. And it's not even the blue sea. It's the red sea. That is the only thing you see. You say, well, I decided to run. But this red sea, I can't cross. Let me go back. You turn and the enemy is facing you. Have you come to that point before? Even that, God didn't say, fight them. He says, Moses, keep going forward. Moses said, Papa, now correct. He said, yes, I correct. Keep going. Moses said, Lord, that is the race. He says, I am. Keep going. Moses said, but God, the rest he will swallow the people. He said, Moses, keep going. Keep going. 
with the red sea fighting you. Moses could not remember that this man saying I should go created the red sea. Say, well, he says I should go. So, well, there I go. And Moses gets to the red sea. This is the most difficult part of it. You see the sea. And no man knows the depth of the sea. God, the word of God says so. Say, no man knows the depth of the sea. Cameraman Famous. No man knows the depth of the sea. But God says, stretch that little thing in your hand. That little thing, that small thing that you call your staff, stretch it on that big. I don't know whether to say river or stream or sea. Ocean. It's an ocean. An ocean is a collection of rivers. It's an ocean. But you see, let's talk. If, if God, God, if I stretch the rod, what will happen? If you open the Red Sea, remember the wells are in there. The turtles are in there. The sharks are in there. There is one that my son is saying. He said that one is what? No, no, no. The big one is what? What's the name? Megalodon. Uh, I understand it's as big as a ship. They are in there. God says, Moses, raise the sword against it. You don't need to think about how to do it and what the results will be. Allow him. Allow him. Most of us, we pray prayers without result because before the prayer, we have determined the result. We have determined the result. Moses said, God, as, as, as now, I can tell you for a fact, I have stopped thinking. You tell me what to do, I do it. Finito! Tell me what to do, and I will do it. Say, so strike the, the, the rod. Strike it, and the sea open. Now, if even I were the, 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 a child of Israel at that time, there's no way I will see the sea stand here and then I'll go and pass. Pharaoh kill me. Then I know I'm dead. Because my assumption is that when I enter that sea, I don't know where I'm going to appear. The ocean is too big. How many years am I going to walk before I get out? Think about it, brother. Think about it. Then you know that God is God. Think about it. These same people, in the long run, Moses died, he calls Joshua, he says, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. But that's what I don't understand. Joshua chapter 1. God says, my servant Joshua is dead. Uh, my servant Moses is dead. I ask myself, is Moses dead? Why would God not say, I have killed my servant Moses? Because he ordered the death of Moses. He ordered it, go and die. So who killed him? He ordered it. But you know why? Moses was a Messiah, just like Jesus. He was a physical Messiah. He was the shadow. Jesus is the type. Jesus is a spiritual Messiah. Moses moved the people physically. Jesus moved us spiritually. 
Moses moved the people from slavery physically to freedom. Jesus moves us from slavery and bondage spiritually to freedom. And the same thing as he did to Moses is the same he did to himself. He said, go from heaven to the earth and die on the cross. He ordered his own death. He knew the exact time he was going to die, the exact day, and he didn't argue himself. I remember Jesus crying in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, if that will let this car pass, God said, no answer. Meaning, I concur, you are dying. That is it. So he called Joshua. He said, Joshua, now that my servant Moses is dead, let me give you God's own words. Joshua 1 1. See, follow exactly how God puts it. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Can we roll empty out? Am I talking to somebody tonight? He said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of you, Moses, assistant, next verse. Moses, my servant, is dead. Announcement. That's when the children get to, got to know that Moses is dead. Because Moses' body has yet not been found. God killed him and buried him. Same as Jesus, his body has yet not been found. If you find the body of Jesus, I will stop preaching. If you find the body of Moses, I will stop preaching. Because if you find any of these, God ceases to be God. The soldiers thought they were killing Jesus. They couldn't have killed him. Nobody could have killed him. He killed himself. What did he do? He took sin and became sin so he can die. Otherwise, you will beat him, you will nail him, you will swallow him, you will take off his heart. If I take his heart away, go and put it in your chamber. You come and the man is walking. It was not possible for him to die because he wasn't a physical person. Praise God. So watch what he says. Continue for me. Same scripture. He says, Now my servant Moses, now Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over to Jordan you and all the people into the land that I have given to them, to the people of Israel. Next verse, verse 3. I love it. Every place that your soul, that the soul of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. So he transfers the promise. Next verse. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Ephraim, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No exemption. Next verse. No man. Read it. So, brother, read it again. You are not reading it. I say, read it. Nobody has read the scripture in this place. I say, read it. Until you read it, we will read it again. Brother, read it. (laughs) 
It looks like you are trying. Read it, brother. Read it. Read it. Thou sayest the Lord. Thou sayest the Lord. As long as I am with you. No, I say, just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Hear me. It's not with Moses anymore. Just as I was in Jesus, so I will be in you. In your case, no man, no demon, no devil, no Satan can be able to stand unchangeable. See, the one again is God's prescription of life. Take your seat, brother. The one again, you are God's prescription of life. He, he wants, he requires you to do only one thing. Next verse. God, God has a requisition on your table, and that's all he wants you to follow. Next verse, MCR. Help me, help me, help me, help me, MCR. Can you? Next verse. He says, next verse, verse 6. He says, be strong. Be what? Be strong. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause these people to inherit the land that has sworn to their father, to their fathers to be given to them. Be strong. Be strong. And be courageous. That's what we are lacking. You are being made in the image of God. Be strong. Be courageous. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't run away. Don't stagger. Maybe physically you are not staggering, but spiritually you are, you are, you are down. Don't stagger. Don't stagger. God didn't call anybody to struggle. Don't. Refuse it with your mind. Refuse it. Refuse it. Refuse it. Yet do I walk in the valley of the shadow of the dead. I shall fear no evil. Refuse it. Refuse it. God did not say you walk in the valley of the shadow of life. Say, yet do I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Hey. Refuse it. Four days ago, the spirit of death was in my room. Make a car in her. And when you touch, when you touch, you know, I say abuani home because it's death. I, I, I don't care who takes. It's not a mad thing. I don't what? Death is my game. You don't die. No, 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 no. I said, fear, fear not. You see, most of the times, believers are not achieving because of that one word. It's a sin to fear. It's a sin to doubt. Fear not! Stand firm. Stand your ground. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Yet though it tell is, but I tell you, that time will stop. It will stop. It will stop. Be 
courageous. Do you know the times that you should dance? In times of trouble. Do you know the times you should rejoice? It's the times of trouble. Do you know the times that you should jump higher when you see that things are not going on well? That's when you should rejoice. You see, why are things not going on well? Because the devil wants to see you sad. When you become sad, you are playing his game. Neglect his game. Neglect his game. I said neglect his game. Hey, I'm told that Messi is the best player in the world. It doesn't matter if Kotoko is facing Messi and you are one of the players. Messi, you know, Barca may win the game, but you'll be the man of the match. I'm telling you, neglect the game of the devil. Be courageous. Stand firm. Be rooted in your ground. That's what the Lord tells us. That's what God tells you. Even your party. Now, you know, I, I, I need you to hear me. Your party. God does not host your party among the faithful. Says I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. God does not host your party. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hear me. He does not host your, host your, host your party among the faithful. No. Because, you see, among the faithful, he has shown his signs. Among your faithful, he has shown his wonders. They know him by his miracle. But he places you in the place of your enemies. And he makes the impossible possible. That they may change their life. That they may know him God. That they may see his salvation. Brother, stand firm. In all things, there's one anchor you must. We have an anchor. We are steadfast. By the billows roll, rising to the rock which cannot move, and cannot move, ground and firm and deep in the Savior's love. You see, you began that business, brother. Sit down. You began. You began that business with five people. With five people, and you see all the other four progressing, and your business is at a standstill, and you are wondering, so where is my God? Where is my God? Where is my God? I'm paying my tithe, I'm sowing seeds, they are progressing, I'm not progressing, I'm at a standstill. Brother, you know what? When you see them progressing, and you are at a standstill, and you know that you are rooted in God, you are fasting to the world which cannot be moved. Rejoice. You know why you should rejoice? Because there is a time coming. There is a day coming. You will get to work and all the four cannot be found. But you will be the only person that the customers are running to. You will be the only business that the customers are running to. Why? Because you serve a living God. You serve a living God. We are not in a race with anyone. We are not in a race with anyone. When, when they said on your mask, get said go, and the, the, the gun was shot, they started going, they started running. We saw them 50 meters ahead, 100 meters ahead, 200 meters ahead. By the end of the 5,000, we were 10,000 kilometers away from them. 
Why? Because we serve a living God. We serve a living God. We serve a living God. You know, you, you position yourself. You position yourself in the place for God. You position yourself. You see, we're running around. We keep going. But everybody knows that when you hit this pillar, you can't go further. You've got to turn and take a new curve. So we come and everybody sees there's a way here. They keep going through this. They keep going through this. You are facing the pole directly. You're facing the pillar directly. The Holy Ghost says, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't say at this point, don't say, Lord, but I see a pillar. You've seen nothing. There's nothing ahead of you. The moment you say in your mind, but God, that is a pillar, you lost it. He wants to show you the right way. You see, when they passed here, when they got to the end, they said they needed a bridge. But God says, keep going. Face the pillar. Keep going. Face the pillar. Keep going. Your eyes are looking at the pillar, but your spirit is seeing Christ. Your eyes are focused on a pillar, but your spirit is seeing Christ. Your eyes can see the color of the pillar, but your spirit tells you that God will make a way. And you keep going and singing and worshiping in your mind. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way. And you open your eyes, the pillar is still there. Brother, shut your eyes. Close your eyes. And just keep going. Forget about what your eyes saw. Keep going. Before you know, the pillar is behind you. Before you know, you are far from the pillar. The pillar doesn't matter. The pillar doesn't matter. What matters is what you see in your spirit. You are a new being. The traits of God is alive in you. The traits of your maker is alive in you. See not what your eyes see. See with the eye of the spirit. Recognize with the eye of the spirit. Believe with the mind of the spirit. Have you not been told in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 16 that you have the mind of Christ? Are you not aware that you have the mind of Christ? Why do you think with your mind? Why do you decide with your mind? Let Christ be the decision point. Let Christ be the anchor. Walk according to his traits. Live according to his dictates. And I tell you one thing for sure, that you will be in a place every man envies to be. You'll be the envy of the nations. God will lift your eye like a flag. You'll become his banner. You see, at, at times, I see, as a believers, we are trying to limit God. We are trying. We are doing our best to limit him. But we cannot limit him. He is God. Tell yourself, I refuse to limit God. Let's refuse it. Romans chapter 7, verse 6. says, but now, we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, 
so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not of the old way of the written code. Mm. We serve in the new way of the Holy Spirit. We serve in the new way of freedom. We serve in the new way of upliftment. We serve in the new way of greatness. We are not serving under punishment. We are not serving like slaves. We are sons of the king. We belong to the kingdom. We are partakers of his glory. We are joint heirs of Christ. We said, amplify that verse for me. It was cited to read the amplifier. We serve by the spirit. By the spirit. Not by the written codes. He says, but now we are discharged. We are discharged. We were in cell. But Jesus signed our bill bond. But now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We have terminated all intercourse with it. We are not in bed with the law. We are in bed with the spirit of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We are in bed with the spirit of God. We are in bed with the Holy Ghost. We've ignored the things of the, of the law. The written code cannot hold us captive. Why? We've been purged from the conscience of sin. We are in the place of righteousness. We are slaves to righteousness. We are no more in any intercourse with it. Scripture, we are no more sleeping with the law. Having died to once, restrained and held as captive. So now, we serve under obedience to the old code of written regulations. So now, we serve not under obedience to the old code of written regulations, but under obedience to the promptings, to the promptings, to the promptings. If you do not have Amplified, put, put in your scriptures, your, write it there, put it there, promptings of the Holy Spirit. Promptings. You know, one who is born again, live under the promptings of the Holy Spirit. He says, go left, I am left. Go right, I am. You know, you know, hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you right and real. Can I tell you? It's not an insult, it's real. The born again is a zombie to God. We are God's zombie. Dance. Stop. He has the remote. We are zombies. Sleep. Sleep. You are not now going to say, God, I'm not feeling sleepy. God, tell you. He says sleep. Sleep. You know the amazement? Before he said sleep, you were not feeling sleepy. But the moment he says sleep and you obey, you are gone. Was Adam feeling sleepy when he wanted to bring her in? No. But God said, well, well, Adam, 
Time to go to bed. Sleep means, I remember four days ago, I, I called my son. I sent him to his mother. I said, go and tell your mother, A, B, C, D. He went, he said, A. He didn't say the other three because the three were affecting him. And I called him back. I said, did you tell mommy? Say, I said, what did you tell mommy? Said the first one, I said, okay, no problem. Go to your room. Kevin doesn't like to sleep in the afternoon. So I said, go to your room, go and sleep. Well, daddy said I should go and sleep. I can't disobey. So he went to the room and closed the door and picked his tennis racket and picked his ball. Started playing tennis in his room. Daddy says I should go and sleep. I'm not feeling sleepy. So I wake myself up. But if I were God and I said go and sleep, he might have even slept on the stairs. He, he might have even got into his room. Because when God says sleep, it means he has ordained sleep. You see, you, you'll be sleeping and the Holy Ghost will just raise you up and say, pray. Yeah, I'm feeling sleepy. Let me sleep for another one hour. Mistake. Did he say pray? Begin prayer. The sleep will disappear. We live by his prompting. Your success, your achievement, your greatness is in the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And you see, the promptings of the Spirit takes us away from the place of sin. Because the Holy Spirit will not prompt you to steal. The Holy Spirit will not prompt you to rob anybody. I will use the other ones. Because Obudu doesn't want to hear the other ones. Let's leave them in the back end. But the Holy Ghost will not prompt you to do what you are not supposed to do. So if you are somebody whose your prompting is towards things you don't have to do, know that you have nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Never. Never. Every time in the office, in the moment a document falls in, 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 on your table, the first prompting you get is as used. It's not the Holy Ghost. It's a prompting but from the devil. You can add the zeros very right. It will go through the process. You will get the money, but it's not from God. The promptings wasn't from the Holy Spirit. Full stop. In school, when you say full stop, there's a response. I don't know whether you know. Full stop. I didn't say anything. How many of you said this in school? Especially when you don't like a teacher and the teacher is, is just dictating and writing on the board and he writes, 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 and you put full stop. Then I'm kind. Full stop. It's not full stop. It's full. Full F U L L. But we have changed it. Also, some of you did not know why they say the other one, the dinner. It's, it's because they have changed the F U L L to F O O L. Amen. But we are not that. We are wise. We walk by the wisdom of God. Christ was made unto us sanctification, redemption. And wisdom is remained unto us. So we walk by the promptings of the Spirit. 
We move by the promptings of the Spirit. We function by the promptings of the Spirit. We are led by the promptings of the Spirit. Therefore, we are totally different. We are exclusive. We are exclusive. Now, hear, hear what the word says. I love this. You might want to. Galatians 6, verse 15. It says, For neither circumcision counts, nor neither circumcision count for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. But a new creation. Being a Jew doesn't count anymore. Being a Gentile doesn't count anymore. What counts is that you've been moved from the place of a Jew to a new creation. From the place of a Gentile to a new creation. From the place of Colossians 3.8 to a place of Colossians 3.10. That is what counts. Be renewed in knowledge. Unto the image of your creator. Being changed in character, habits, and details. Of the old self to the new self. That's what counts. In that place, you rule. In that place, you subdue. In that place, you dominate. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to dominate. It's time to subdue. It's time to have authority. It's prepared for you. Hold on to it. Be on your feet and speak in the Holy Ghost. Hold on to it, brother. We cannot move from left to right. We cannot be moved. No way. Now, let me give you this and let's take this home. Second Peter chapter 1, the fourth verse. We are going home with this. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Now, when you get home, I need you to do this precious thing. When you get home, read this scripture. And say a word of prayer, if even it's five minutes. Say that word of prayer before you sleep. See what the word says. It says, by which God has granted to us his precious and very great promise, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped. We're having an escape. See, we have escaped Colossians chapter 3 verse 8. And we are encamped in Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. How many of you understand this? How many of you have truly escaped? How many of you have escaped? Don't let fornication keep you in that camp. Don't let stealing. Don't let robbery. Hey, brother. It's time to escape fully. How many of us has, have escaped? Tell yourself I have escaped forever. 
Tell yourself, brother. I want to hear you. There's no time for corruption. Amplify it for me. It's a place of escape. And only Christ did it for us. Only Christ did it for us. Please amplify it for me. He says, by means of this, <laughs> he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promise so that through them you may escape by flights. I don't know whether it's Emirates or American Airways. By flights. We were zontos from the place of darkness. <laughs> by flight from the moral decade, rotting and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust and greed. Lust. God punished the spirit of lust. God punished that spirit. God punished that spirit. Tell yourself, my last is gone. I'm in the place of God. See, he has catapulted us by flight. Ah, there's a pastor who says, We have taken a better flight. Yay! We took off with Christ. Tell your brother, you have taken off with Christ. You are at a better place. We have escaped the snare of the fowler. We have escaped. We have escaped. We have escaped. Upon some new one, Casa. Namiachim Yefrin in some. We have escaped. We are the envy of the kingdom of darkness. They envy us. They envy us. You see, nothing hurts them like when they are coming close and say, Be gone. And they cannot stand. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Somebody shout and say, Devil, be gone. Devil, be gone. Demons, be gone. Hear me, be gone. Oh, what postro? Be gone. Hallelujah. We will not sell our rights like Adam. We are not of the first Adam. We are of the second Adam. Can I tell you something? It's a shocking news, but hear it. Do you know that Jesus, Adam sold his right? Do you know that Jesus also sold his right? Are you aware? Uh-huh. You are thinking. It's not possible. He sold his blood. He used it to purchase us. Adam sold his and gave Satan life. And gave death. Adam is the only person who gave life to death. And Jesus took his life and killed the life of death and death became dead. And raptured us. Hallelujah. 
upon you. That's our benediction. Hosiana, me Come on, let's sing this like we understand. Hallelujah. Sing it like you understand what you are singing. Sing it one more time. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. Oh, come on. Watch your brother and say, Hallelujah. Tell your brother, say, Somebody lift up your hand and shout out freedom. I am freed. God has made me whole. Somebody shout hallelujah. We know you've been blessed. You can fellowship with Zoe Outreach Embassy in any of our branches. For further inquiries, kindly call plus 233 54 54 